Hello, and welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. And a little change today, because we are watching, we've just watched the first episode of Carry On Laughing, The Prisoner of Spender. What did you think, Miss Fiona? It was shit. Oh. (laughs) Don't hold back. I mean, it had all the right people in it, mm-hmm. so I suppose it could be worse, because it could be people who were rubbish at it, But and it wasn't that. Was, is it not the normal writer or something? Uh, well spotted. It is a new writer. Because yes. it's not written in the, like, the, there was no funny. Well, you did laugh a bit. I've got two laughs written down. Right. And I think the first one was ad-libbed. <laughs> so, um... Well, we start with a positive thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the cast, um, you oh, had what? you had Babs, you had Joan, mm-hmm. you had Sid, you had Peter Butterworth, and you had the guy. Jack Douglas. <laughs> I can never remember his name, can I? No. Um, so, no Kenny. No Kenny. No Hattie. Um, and a new guy. Well, not really a new guy. Well... Uh, you mean David Lodge? Yes. I think you could have got a better carry-on person for that role. Such as? Um, well, we did have Kenneth Connor in it as well. Yeah, but we? why didn't Kenneth Connor have that role? Well, that's what I was thinking. Why didn't Jack Douglas get that role? Or even Peter Butterworth. Or even Peter Butterworth. I think Peter Butterworth was pretty much in the Peter Butterworth role. No, fair enough. But there wasn't much for um, Kenneth Connor. No, there wasn't very much at all for Kenneth Connor. But even, um... Werner Breslau? Yes, he would be fine. But mm-hmm. now I see back in the day... Oh, Not I'm him. so rubbish with names. The one that, um... Oh, that one. <laughs> Ding dong! Leslie Phillips. <laughs> Leslie Phillips. He would be fine uh, in that. He would have been all right. He would have been fine in that Is he role? ever going to come back? Ding dong. you have to carry on to find out. Might be the only reason I do. I give it what another good positive. Uh huh. It was short. (laughs) Oh, my friends, my my friendly listeners. How many of these little ones do we have to watch? (laughs) I wondered how long. Do you really want to know the answer to that question, or do you want to just? Are we doing them all tonight? No. Is this is the films coming back afterwards? There are there are more films. Okay. Yes. Um, don't tell me how many. Okay. It's not a, it's not. It might affect the question. It will not, it will not be a huge number of podcasts that that we will be doing this for. Fine. Oh, I, I, another positive Mm -hmm. was Joan was sexy. We always like it when Joan's sexy. Oh yeah, sexy Joan this time. What, what was she? What what was her last one? Dick. Well, she was kind of sexy and Dick. Unusual for Joan to get two sexies on the go. You just want to say Dick again. again. (laughs) Yes, unusual for Joan. Now, okay, well, what about, the sets and costumes, they were good. They didn't necessarily fit the people who were wearing them, but they were good. Well, were you just referring to the amount of bosom that was spilling out of stuff? No, I was referring actually to the, the um, tunic that they put Sid James in at the end. Um, clearly didn't actually fit him properly. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but it was a very nice tunic. But, yeah. So, the, basically, it was, it was a pastiche of the Prisoner of Zenda. I do not know the story. It basically involves yeah, a whole lot of doubles. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, 
And uh, Sid was Sid got the double uh, role as um, I'm now consulting the book, Prince Rupert and Arnold Basket. Now, see, this is one of these problems I think with some of these carry-on scripts. Arnold Basket is not really a funny name. No. It sounds like it might be a funny name, no. but it's not. Um, what was Mrs. Basket? Called? Barbara Windsor was Vera Basket, and they were a newlywed couple with a huge age gap between them. <laughs> well, there is were, always that. Who happened to be travelling to Pluritania, uh, where, um, what was his name? Duke Boris, David Lodge, been in small parts, but never in a big part like this, uh, had, I don't think was, was trying to use up the, the throne. I didn't think he was very good. No, okay. Um, with the help of Nikoff, which was Kenneth Connor's character. Hey. Again, not that funny a name. No, I know. Almost funny. Um, yeah, and again, now see, this is interesting because the Dick two would have been funny. <laughs> the two who were on the prince's side, which were Peter Butterworth and Jack Douglas. Jack Douglas was Colonel Yakov, and Peter Butterworth was Count Yarakars. When wouldn't it have been funnier if he was Count Yarakars? Mm. But anyway, see, so even those names weren't very good, um, and the uh, big. Um, the, the big sort of idea was that they would get uh, Sid James by uh, enticing him in a local brothel run by Madame Olga Joan Sims in one her one scene cameo. Yeah, so it's uh, just one scene. With hilarious consequences, uh, or not. Because I counted four little laughs. That From you me? Had. Yeah, yeah. Still not enough to make it valid. Well, this is only a half-hour comedy programme, of course. Oh, so does that mean six you don't need six? minute film. Yeah, you're not paying for this. It's on ITV, the channel that you get for free. <laughs> Did you make that when no, you were a child? Uh, no, that's, uh, it's, a, it's a lyric from the uh, opening song for Brucey's Big Night. R.I.P. Sir Brucey. Mm. Um, uh, I'm on ITV, the channel that you get for free, bringing the network together. Anyway, um, yes, so, uh, will we go through your laughs? Go on then. First one was Kenneth Connor, who was disguised as a waiter, with oh, a very bad moustache. And I did wonder, is the moustache meant to be bad? Yeah. Uh, and he took off his moustache in a sort of a nod. A, a tip your hat, yeah, kind, tip of your hat kind of way. That but got a laugh. I wonder if that was him ad-libbing with some bad props. With the bad moustache. Could have been. Could have been. Um, this, now, this must have been scripted, which was... Kenneth Connor and David Lodge were drugged, and because Sid James was under the table and pulling the tablecloth, the wine bottles moved, and they looked surprised, and you, you laughed at that. Okay. David Lodge, who wasn't very good, you laughed at that. Okay, I'll give you that. There you go. Uh, Peter Butterworth spits on himself at one point. That got a laugh. Is that a bit... I I thought it was um, when they part... When they... Oh, no, I didn't. It wasn't that bit I'm talking about. Didn't oh, that another bit you were talking about. And then at the end, yes. when it turned out that there was the grand, the Duchess Ingrid was coming to marry the prince, uh, and they were starting to fight over Barbara Windsor, it turned out that the Duchess Ingrid was also Barbara Windsor. I don't know why I, I think I honestly didn't, wasn't expecting didn't expect it, that so. to, to come. So the only one other one I had was back at the scene with the bottles mm-hmm. um, when they had passed out. Oh yeah, and the colonel. Uh, Guy, the enemy came in and said pathetic. Mm-hmm. He kind of spat at them, mm-hmm. and both of them, whilst passed out, wiped the back of their necks. 
Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, so that's what I laughed at there. Yeah, so, they, so that's five laughs then. That's not bad for a half hour, really only 22 minutes or mm. of, of TV. But I think, to be honest, while I say it was shit, it was shit for a carry-on mm-hmm. in the way that... <laughs> no, no, I meant... If I could go back eight months to play, this is shit for a carry-on, but all carry-ons are shit. <laughs> no, um, what I'm saying is there was a lot of building up of the story, which had didn't have any funny. It wasn't... It was just necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what made me think it wasn't... I mean, the storylines of the carry-on films are normally pretty basic. Mm-hmm. And so that you don't have to do all the introductions and, and the character building and explaining this, that, and the other thing. Okay. I don't know. It was only half an hour. It was only half an hour. Um, right. What about um, the DVD that we're watching, the ad caps? We're intact. Well done, ITV DVD. Uh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I know. There's the, the brake bumpers, the bit into the bumpers. Okay. Sometimes they take them off DVDs and there's like a bizarre cut. Well, there were some bizarre cuts in this as well. Okay. But anyway, uh, what do we think now? I would say, I would say actually Sid was very good here. Mm, and better the, than normal. And neither of his characters were particularly Sid. Mm, that's true. I thought he was quite good at sort of mild-mannered... I, what was quite good is you were definitely you were never confused about which one he was meant to be. Mm-hmm. True, and not just because of the glasses. Yep, he was also they also he also did physical humour, which is not something that we often see with, Sid doing with the fencing fight. And he was quite good when when he was the prince who had to be good at the fencing. Yeah, he was rather good. I know, and indeed, it's and funny, I'm an expert. You because you were county champion <laughs> at fencing. Was. Can't you were that. almost made the team, made the GB team GB. That's not true for the Olympics. I do, none of this is true. It is in my mind. Well, you can think what you you're like. But you're but the I best fencer I know. But that is true. Mm-hmm, there you go. You've got, you've got a patch that says you were. I'm sure you were something. You were. You won something. I got a silver medal once. Well, that's that means only one person better than you. No, in in the category of new. Well, of the of the new people, there was only one better than you. <laughs> Talk yourself up, woman. Anyway. Yes. Uh, the other thing I would say about that is that the films, apart from a couple of exceptions that I was thinking of, Don't Lose Your Head, Cowboy, and maybe Camel, they don't do a lot of action. But there was That's a, quite true. a bit of action in this, wasn't there? The, the, sword, the sword fighting. And and then the whole come, the coming in and out of the doors, being the different people and all that kind of thing, it reminded mm-hmm. me of sort of noises off kind of... Almost fast. Yeah, a little bit of fast kind of way about it. Um, Butterworth, who, as you know, we love, I felt sometimes his accent got in the way of the joke. Yes. So there's one bit where he was saying, we're going to have to train him in the use of his regalia. Oh, is that what he said? I didn't know yeah, what he said. I it kind of, the accent kind of tripped it all I up. kind of got the gist once the crown came in, mm-hmm. but you, the joke's passed by then. Mm-hmm. Uh, how fed up are you of... Jack Douglas's Alpha Potimus character within the first three seasons. Well, he didn't do too much oh, of right. it, but it didn't seem to fit because he had an actual character. Yes, he didn't need to. He didn't need to bring it out. No. But then it's one of these things you kind of Some expect him to do it. Some people love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Any other comments on the cast? Well, there's the three other people on your 
picture there. That yeah, we well, I was only going to mention them if you said they were particularly good. They are Diane Langton as nice Zana, breasts. who was one of the uh, nice breasts. That's all I have to say. Who was her. one of the uh, Madame Olga's eh, girls. That was quite a good joke. It was a brothel in tea rooms, and outside it said tea and crumpets. <laughs> that was quite good. Um, Rupert Evans was the major, and Ronnie Brodie was the waiter. Yeah, they didn't do a lot, an awful no. lot, um, but there we go. So, uh, uh, I think... Oh, the other thing I wrote down mm-hmm. was, with a couple of, it was a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it was a different time, was it? We uh, we saw smoking. This is the first time I've actually noticed, yeah. and I'm sure we've seen it before, mm-hmm. that it's unusual these days to see that. Smoking, oh, these days? Yeah, yeah any kind of smoking. So that, that dated it a bit. Mm-hmm. And the, and the other thing was um, Sid being harassed in the brothel un, unwantingly. Mm-hmm. I actually found that, that a bit uncomfortable. Even though later when Babs was being... Raped. Or about to be raped about by to be David raped. Lodge. I don't know. It, 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 um, I don't know. Both were upsetting. So those were the things. Okay. Um, so, do you think you would have watched this on the 4th of January 1975? I wasn't born, so probably not. No, but... You know, if if this was the fourth of January nineteen seventy five, you'll just have watched episode two of Tom Baker's first uh, story as Doctor Who. Give you a bit of context there. Uh, and there was only there, how many channels? There's only three channels. So your choices were: <laughs> Carry on laughing, the Prisoner of Spender, or the end of the Lulu Show and the beginning of Kojak, or on BBC Two, an adaptation of an Irish Murdoch uh, book called Unofficial Rose. Followed by Second House, which was an arts programme. I might have been tempted by Lulu. You might have watched Lulu and probably then Kojak afterwards. Yeah. All right, okay. Well, uh, as you just an extra little bit that you don't yeah, normally do because it's telly. Yeah, we're, oh. we're, we're going to be big on um, on on TV listings uh, in in in, the, in these ones. Um, so uh, let's uh, shall shall we carry on with the this this is the giving. This is this podcast could finish in the middle of a podcast now if you just go. I'm not watching. Anymore. Well, ask me the question. Shall we carry on? At least for tonight. Okay, so we're off to see the next one. <clears throat> oh, welcome back. So we've now watched uh, episode two of series one of Carry On Laughing. Series one? <laughs> Thought I'd just drop that in for you. The Baron Outlook, which turned out to actually be the Baron's name, which I was quite thought was quite good. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it, Fiona? <laughs> it was better than the last one. Was it? That's not giving it much credit. <laughs> So what 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 was good then? There was more laughs. Were there? I've only got four laughs. I got five. All right. Tell me about them. Um, Babs saying the the soldier coming up to Babs saying we think we've surprised your army, and mm-hmm. she says, "Well, I think Sid is just about to surprise your navy." Yes. He was dressed up as a woman. Woman. Yeah, as a bloke. Dressed Um, Uh I've written. Oh, yes. When um, Peter Butterworth Mm -hmm. 
uh, was coming to breakfast or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, Jones says, where's Griselda? Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, it does. As in. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't yeah, catch that. He, he had worn her down with her, his alchemy. <laughs> um, the, the green sleeves. Yes, the green sleeves. A dodgy mm-hmm. bracelet. Mm-hmm. Giving her green sleeves. I thought that was quite clever. Oh. Um, and then I, uh, this is, get it out when. I was just about to get it out. When you entered. When you entered. <laughs> yes. yes. Just basic was, plain double entendre. Yeah, there. plain yeah. So that's, mm-hmm. uh, that, that was Butter, uh, Butterworth again with the young maid in the room. Mm-hmm. And then it was just, um, Kenneth Connor's character. Hey! Hey! Um, when he banged his chip pan, mm-hmm. um, he then resonated in vibrations. Oh, did he? In a way that made me chuckle. Oh, you you know it's quite a lot of physical stuff that I, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> one thing I would say, mm-hmm. I know it was literally one sentence, but the, the servant that came in, the man servant. Yes, I, I think you'll be referring to... Ethelbert, played by John Carlin. Why why not Hawtrey? Surely he could manage one line. He would have been the perfect one. Or even Kenny. But he probably... Kenny, won't, Kenny won't do them. At Kenny all. won't do telly. Okay. But uh, is Hawtrey, Hawtrey, is Hawtrey now in a little pile somewhere having a sad life? Uh, I would imagine. Right. that. I, I don't think Charles Hawtrey ever had that happy a life. No. Um, but these are the darker days. But these would be, well, I don't know, some of these might be quite bright, but some of them will be quite dark, yes. Anyway. There's, there's a bit in Kenneth Williams' diaries about him going down to see him, which is pretty, uh, yeah. pretty dark. Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing I wrote down, which is what you said at the end then, ha 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 ha, gang rape. Yes, the, the big laugh at the end was the fact that everyone was about to gang rape Barbara Windsor. The TV carry-ons really are the worst of the carry-ons, aren't they? Well, I'm glad so you, far. you think that. <laughs> it's just different. I I think it's just the writing. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Sid, this time, go through the cast. Sid, this time, I thought he seemed really bored. Yeah. He only got excited when he had to do a funny little dance at one point. Oh, yes, with the ballads. Then he got, then he got excited. Uh, Babs, as... Uh, well, she was actually supposed to be Marie, but she was spent most of her time as disguised yeah. as Gaston. Um, I thought I she was quite good. good. Yeah, and she wasn't so babsy. No, well, that's because she had... I quite liked her Joan of Arc yeah. hairdo as well, actually. Um, Kenneth Connor's character was Sir William, the aged knight. I did quite like what he did with that. It was quite real. I thought I didn't really want to be anywhere near him. He was kind of minging. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Joan Sims as Lady Isabel. She was fine. But heading towards frumpy Joan again, as yeah. as she has to be. Peter Butterworth was Friar Roger. I thought he was good. Yeah, he kind of he was the best thing in this. Yeah. I think just his little sense of fun and and taking advantage of all women. Yeah. Um. Uh, Diane Langton returned this time as Griselda. She was pretty. Uh, David Lodge as Sir Simon de Montfort, Inspector of the King's Castles. Uh, he was necessary, neither good nor bad. Okay. Uh, we've spoken about uh, Ethelbert, uh, John Carlin as Ethelbert. Uh, Linda Hooks as Rosie. She was even prettier. 
She was. She was a pretty, pretty one in, in this show. But that's all she kind of brought. <laughs> Uh, and who is this? This is so. This is Gaston, who is uh, Brian Osborne at the very beginning. Yeah. And one other person, John Levine, Sergeant Benton of Doctor Who fame, was the soldier at the beginning, totally killing the mood. There we go. There we go then. Just a wee short episode. Then. I think it might be quite quite short. Um, would you have watched this over uh, Lulu? And oh. Jack. Is this still the same scripting? Uh, is it the, ne- the next week? The same this is the next week. We're, we're on. Uh, yes. Uh, so it was It was Lulu and Kojak on BBC One. BBC Two was the third part of an unofficial rose, mm-hmm. uh, followed by the Balanchine Festival, uh, a, a show showing experts of, excerpts of ballets choreographed by George Balanchine, the father of American ballet. I wouldn't have watched that. But uh, that's one of your three choices. So some folk would have watched that. Culture was good back in them days. Mm. Um, now, in the uh, in my research of what was on, I was using the uh, TV page of the Glasgow Herald, um, which uh, I think was compelled by Tom Shields at this time, and was actually quite funny. So, for example, Doctor Who, which you will recall, was uh, Tom Baker's first story, He's written, the new doc seems to be too much of a smarty pants for some folks. Well, he is. Ah. And, in, and, and under this billing, ITV 2045, carry on laughing. Or not. <laughs> well, that's got a bigger laugh than anything on the show. So let's see if they can do better on episode three. Shall we carry on? Ooh, I don't think I have any choice, do I? You do. You, you're totally in control. But bear in mind. If you stop, you've stopped and you can never watch... I can't just skip forward to the, the next re- films. Nope. You can never watch any other carry-ons ever again. Well, at least finish tonight. Okay, here we go then. So, 24 hours ago, we watched a searing piece of art that we've allowed to percolate in our minds uh, because it is, was so deep and hard-hitting. And not uh, because it made me fall asleep. And not because it made Fiona fall asleep and she wouldn't do the podcast afterwards, uh, which was uh, the third of the Carry On Laughing series. Three uh, of them, guys, in one night. The Sobbing Cavalier. Sobbing uh, is right. <laughs> Do you want to give us your first impressions of it before we talk any more about it? It was much the same as the last one, really. It wasn't um... good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was better. I think I thought I thought actually it was the best of the three that we saw last night. Maybe it was. Um, it still didn't have the writing, and even though there was a lots of innuendo and suggestions and stuff, it wasn't clever double entendres or anything mm-hmm. like that. Well, it was a story of the English Civil War. Uh, Jack Douglas was married to Joan Sims, whose brother was Sid James. Uh, they were, and uh, Jack Douglas was happy to go whichever way the wind blew, be that with the Royalists or the Parliamentarians. Uh, at that time, it seemed like the Cavaliers might be winning, so Sid went off to fight. Uh, but sure enough, the Roundheads won, and not only that, uh, but then Cromwell himself turned up and requisitioned the house, 
Um, at which point Jack Douglas had to pretend to be a roundhead and also Sid James turned back up and so they had to hide Sid um, and convince Cromwell that they were roundheads which they ultimately did uh, until at the end guess who turned up? The Cavaliers because they, they were now in the ascendant um, with uh, with hilarious consequences with some consequences with some consequences that were mildly amusing consequences <laughs> So, um, I didn't think Sid was much good in this one, as Lovelace, the brother. No. He was a bit phoning it in. Yeah. I didn't think Babs was much cop, as the Sarah, the uh, Sarah She was back girl. to being Babs again. Yeah. I mean, she did some proper acting last time, mm-hmm. and she's forgotten that again. But I think we have to say, uh, roundhead hats off to uh, Peter Butterworth. Yeah, for so Cromwell. an amazing Cromwell, totally straight. Um, but excellent, uh, mm. very sort of menacing and uh, puritanical, uh, etc. And we had a frumpy Joan again. Frumpy Joan, and she was a bit thrown away as well. You know, yeah, there just... wasn't really much to her character mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. than allowing the narrative. Uh, David Lodge was uh, Cromwell's sidekick. He was pretty much David Lodge, wasn't he? Well, yes. Fairly forgettable. Apart from forcing himself on Babs. Did he? You know, he was going to instigate his conjugal rights when he thought it was... Their wedding night or whatever. No, you're mixing that up with when he was Duke Boris and the Prisoner of Spender. See, this is the problem with you giving me three. <laughs> That's how we spoke about them individually afterwards. I know, I, I, I know. I didn't want you to be in this position. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and Jack Douglas, I thought, was actually quite good as uh, Sid's brother-in-law. He must have had a name. Let's have a look. So Jethro Houndsbottom. <laughs> Are you laughing now? than it was in the programme. So Jethro Houndsbottom. Uh, yes, uh, I thought he was. I, in fact, Jack Douglas was responsible for the two laughs that I heard both times for doing his Alpha Petitimus. I know, uh, I'm finding it funny now. Dance, yeah. But it's, the thing is, it's not all that he's doing. Mm-hmm. Before, when he first appeared, it really was his only trick. Yeah. Whereas now he's doing proper characters and, and funny bits and, and, and the odd throwaway, which I think is the way it should be. Mm-hmm. And that's why you find it funny. Mm-hmm. So um, so yes, I think it was uh, it was funnier this time. What I think is been slightly interesting about these ones, um, and very different to how they would be now, I think, if you were if you were doing a half hour play set in uh, the Civil War, um, is that you were just assumed to know a lot yes. about history. That's true. Uh, about um, the roundheads of the Cavaliers, the progress of the Civil War, who, um, I keep wanting to say Churchill, uh, and then I want to say Chamberlain, neither of which are right, who Cromwell was, um, that he had a wart, etc., before he turned up, what mm. he was like. Um, I thought it was, uh, even, even down to, they did a little pastiche of, uh, the, the, um, painting, When Did You Last See Your Father? Um, which was, but it was Jack Douglas who was kneeling on the the mat and being asked, "When did you last see your brother-in-law?" Who was Sid James? And again, well, that passed me by because I'm obviously not a Philistine. Sorry, a Philistine. Yes, I'm a Philistine. Uh, yeah, so it, it's interesting how much is just assumed that you know, and and how that's very. I much think it's better to assume uh, some kind of credit to the audience, mm-hmm. and I think people would probably pick up more if if they weren't spoon-fed or. The uh, references were kept to a common low denominator. People would know more about history if they just watched the carry-ons. 
Well, if all they had was the carry-on. It is quite educational, because all areas of history seems to be, and I'm sure this whole series is going to be historical moments. So, um, certainly taught me a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> the old ones are the best. Yeah. So of the three that we saw last night, Prisoner of Spender, The Baron Outlook, and The Sobbing Cavalier, uh, which, which was the best? Well, the thing is, they've all merged into one in my head. Mm-hmm. I don't know, probably the second one. The Baron Outlook? Why? I thought it was rubbish. Compared to... The first one was shit. Oh, maybe that was more the gear change that I revolted at. Oh, maybe. But I think I think what the first one had going for it that the second and third one didn't. Maybe the third one a bit, certainly not the second one, was the sets and the costumes were far better. It's like they spent all the money on that and then they didn't have anything left for the Baron Outlook. Well, I don't think that's important. As important oh, okay. as a good story. As a good story and some laughs. Yes. So, okay. um... And I don't, th- I mean, it's hard because it has been 24 hours, but the last one I don't believe was that memorable, whereas I remember thinking good things of the middle one, which is why I said that. Yeah, okay. All right, okay. Um, will we have a bit of uh, TV listings fun? Oh, yes, I like the TV listings bit. Okay, so this I'll, I'll have to regret that one. Sure, <laughs> on the 18th of uh, January, 1975, um, BBC Two was yet again an unofficial rose, part four. Let's say that's finished now, so we won't hear any more about it. Uh, and then Second House uh, after that. Uh, BBC One was Lulu, followed by Kojak. Well, you know that's where I'd be. Who was uh, described, Kojak was described as the cop with the eight-inch parting in the listings that I read. And this Carry On Laughing itself was 2045 ITV, Carry On Laughing, if you ever started, that is. <laughs> That's kind of a, an, an ongoing theme that he's he's writing throughout all the different days, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. So, do we have any more to say about... Um, are you looking forward to seeing more episodes of Carry On Laughing? No, I'm going to power through this next bit of the, the TV series to get to the films, <laughs> what, to get to the gold. What, what, what if they, they might turn out to be good? I, I want you to have an open mind about it. I'm sorry, it's already closed. It's already closed. Carry On Laughing, shit. Pretty much. All right, well. I might just do the next bit really drunk. (laughs) Could be a way of doing it. But I'll just fall asleep. Yeah, that's the problem. And I have to say, because of the number of episodes that there are... Don't tell me. (laughs) We're going to have to do four next time. Man. Of what I would say, yeah, I haven't... We have to start early then. Yeah, well, okay, we don't need to discuss the domestics on the podcast itself. Have our tea. Um, we can have our tea in front of it. That's okay. We've done that on occasion. Um, what I would say is, I have only watched a couple of episodes of Carry On Laughing before this, before watching it um, this time. So what do you think of them? I've only watched a couple of episodes, <laughs> but at least one of them I actually thought was was you know rather is, good. Is it the Cromwell one you like? No, those? not no. I haven't seen any of the ones that we've watched. Uh, uh, oh, so one I've yet to tonight. see. So one that you've yet to see, I thought was quite good, um, and I have reason to believe that others may also be quite good as a result of that. Um, so yeah, so so we will carry on. Oh, at so least if there was lots of them, they must have been popular at the time. Yeah, they're I guess Lulu and Kojak. Weren't they good? Kojak, I think, was probably pretty um, popular. popular. Primetime ITV, but then your first series you get because 
you know, it's it's carry on. Maybe the second series you get for that reason too. I you don't suggesting know. there's more than two? Uh, thereafter, what, it dips a bit in season eight. I'm just <laughs> You'll not be saying that this time next year when we're finally getting to the end of Gary. Well, no, you, you'll ask your question and, and there'll come a point where I'm just like, you'll have to tell me how many before I can see if I can power through these. Okay. Unless they get remarkably better. Uh, so, they, I mean, obviously you missed them, um, Charlie and Kenny. Yeah. Uh, was there anybody else that you missed who you would have thought, oh, I'd quite like to see them? Well, um, Kenneth Connor wasn't in the last one. No, not in the last one, no. Um, they're good to see him back. Mm-hmm. Um, Hattie. Hattie, mm-hmm. Yeah, Nobody else. Bernard Breslau. Oh, Bernard Breslau, yeah. Well, what if I could promise you Hattie and Bernard Breslau? As long as you're not the Bernard Breslau. Oh, <laughs> I only ask. That doesn't work on a podcast. <laughs> He just did the expression of Bernard Breslau. Bernard Breslau. He's very good. He does look a bit like him. Do Girls, you, I know you're disappointed. I, I will almost say, if you've listened to the end to this part of this podcast, then you know you deserve some sort of prize. And uh, are if you, you the prize? No, but again, if you, if you you know tweet us or email us with some sort of code word that we're going to say now, what's the code word going to be? Um, it's got to be something. Kojak. Kojak. Yeah. Do you just? Tweet us or or uh, email us just the word Kojak uh, if you got to this part of the podcast. Um, just to know that you are carry on laughing strong, you know. What's their prize? I don't know. I'll think it up at the time. Your Facebook picture with Bernard Breslau. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I've deleted that now. All right. <laughs> um, no, no, maybe there'll be a prize or just a mention on on a podcast. So how point. would they contact us on? Oh well, it's funny you should ask. Um, they could contact us by email, uh, carryonpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter uh, with the handle at carryonpodcast. So, uh, that said, all that remains is, because uh, I have asked you, do we carry on? You haven't yet. Do we carry on? Yes. On notice. On notice. Uh, so, uh, all that remains is to say, join us again the next time when we carry on up the missus. Bye. Bye. Carry on. Regardless. Thank <laughs> you.